Some call it insight, others call it vision. At Pershing, we call it perspective. A perspective you'll benefit from, from a custodian you can rely on. One who can help navigate the big picture and whose products give you a competitive edge. One who considers everything, what will help you succeed today and tomorrow. Open yourself to a new perspective and open the possibilities. Consider everything. BNY Mellon Pershing. Learn more at pershing.com slash go independent. Pershing Advisor Solutions, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Welcome to the Spirit-Centered Business Podcast, where we blend the spiritual with the practical for supernatural results. Now, here is your host, Berlin Newby. Berlin Newby, I'm with Spirit Centered Business, and I have my guest Tracy Buckley today. She's an expert in destination retreats and conferences, cruise retreats, things like that. And I know that most of my clients are putting on events. And also most of the guests on Kingdom Talks and Spirit Centered Business also put on events. So it's really a big deal to do it in a destination. And so that's why I brought Tracy on today to tell us exactly why, kind of the ins and outs, what to expect when you're putting on an event in a destination location or on a retreat or on a cruise. So Tracy, why don't you tell us, first of all, tell us how you got into this really cool business. Tell us why you are the expert that I absolutely had to have when I'm deciding to put on my cruise retreat. So take it away. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Berlin. Well, so uh, my background was in corporate America and I did large events uh, throughout the United States and some in uh, other countries um, from Staples centers, Long Beach Convention Center. I did five to 5,000, depending on what the environment and what we were looking to create for the experience. And along the way, I just really had a passion for travel. So I, I began to feel like I needed to make a decision with regards to creating my own dream and building my own dream. So I left corporate and I took my experience and I began to create and work with some phenomenal leaders and businesses to build these experiential transformational events versus just the same old thing. Mm -hmm. And what we found is that it just really helped for people to connect in a different way, not only together as a community, but also with the information and the content because that transformation was just happening live right then in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I so agree that it's important to get out of your same old, same old, put yourself in a different environment and you can not only make those connections, but you can absorb more about what you're, what you're doing. You can kind of just relax and focus and think and, you know, really get inside. So awesome. Well, what's really great too is, you know, when you take people like on a destination retreat or on a cruise ship, which actually is really one of the top ways to really have these type of events with regards to cost effectiveness, as well as all the different amenities that are available to you from the cruise line on board and 
in the ports. Like really, I'd love to co-create with some of the leaders to to make really fun activities that are actually like building on the, that content versus just, you know, we're in a Marriott hotel room with no windows for like 12 hours, right? So right. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of really fun things that you can do that really help, you know, your, your, your community in a, in a different way. Wow. That's really cool. So tell us some of your experiences. What, where, what exotic places have you put on events or, you know, things that happened on cruises? Just give well, us a little I, bit. You know, yeah. we always, we, we, it's like every day is a new adventure. And so, you know, we've had events like in Hawaii, of course, Hawaii is a beautiful destination. It's very accessible for most of the United States. And especially I'm based on the West coast. So we do a lot of retreats in Hawaii. It just has so much nature and so much to offer. So one of my favorite things that we did was uh, we actually, there is a beautiful venue in on Kona on the, on the big Island close to Kona. And it has, you can walk into the water from the beach and swim with the manta rays at night. Oh, wow. And it was just this incredible experience about really overcoming your fear because these are gentle creatures and just being there and they're just there. It's almost like extraterrestrial, you know, they're just so cool. Right. And it's at night. So first you have people entering the water in an, in an evening environment. That's and then frightening to me. Manta rays, right. So it's yeah. just, you know, and of course I love swimming with the dolphins. I just think there's nothing better than taking people out and just, you know, dolphins, they just have such a spirit yeah. and they're such a community. So there are some wild um, expedition places in Kona that actually tag dolphins and the whales and help with some of the science and research at universities and they do like wildlife tours so it's a really beautiful experience and they take you and they drop you and like the pod of dolphins like i swear it feels like a hundred are just like coming at you and they like teach you never face the dolphin that is almost aggressive you want to wait and when the dolphins come you turn it's almost like you got a stop sign and you turn to the left and you swim with them right like who knew it's like road road etiquette with the dolphins and so then all of a sudden you're like surrounded on all sides you're like in the pod right so it's it's like those type of experiences are so fun and um you know we we do some city tours in some of the places like they have little trolleys and you can get your group just on that trolley and they can really experience that that uh you know death destination mm-hmm. see the history see the culture have some fun and mm-hmm. also just all being together that just takes it to a whole nother level of experience yeah i am big on creating memories and so when you create memories with people that bonding experience is just so much deeper and richer and so i absolutely love that and I know that you and I are going to cook up something amazing on one of the Caribbean islands that we're going to be sailing to. So that is going to be it's a secret. I, I know. I know. I, there's so many cool things. It's almost well, it is. It's very difficult to decide which is the one that we want to do the experience with. You know, there's catamaran snorkeling or zip lining or you know, ATV riding to a really cool little cove and, you know, dip your toes in the water. And I I don't know, there's so many things to do. So there really is, there really is. And, and what I like to, 
you know, part of my job as an expert is to really, you know, work with you as an amazing leader, as well as any other leaders out there to help them create their vision. So it's like, what is a vision? What is the experience that you want for your clients, for your guests, for your attendees? Like, what is it that you're going to be delivering? And then how can we create, you know, hashtag workcation? That's yeah. my gig, right? Like, right. like it's, it's work because we're working on ourselves and we're working on our business, but it's also, it has that fun element so it doesn't feel like work. And you have space to like integrate all that information, you know, there's, there's, you know, five, seven, 10, however many days you want to do your retreat for, but you know, there's time and space. So you develop your content around the fact that it's not a fire hose. Okay. I, I, I I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, sometimes I really have to just like, you know, I'm, this is what I do, and I really need to talk to you about how much content you're delivering because if you overfill people, then they then they really lose the experience and they do not integrate all the information. Tracy, that is so true. I work with so many people who are so brilliant that they want to just throw everything they have into a conference. And I can tell you from being on the other end of that, it it works in the opposite when you don't have even time to run to the bathroom. And I just think it's so crazy and possibly even rude that, you know, um, people from the stage will say, well, we're going over a little bit and I have a lot more to share. So let's give you five minutes to run to the bathroom and be right back here, get in your seats. I'm like, really? Uh, When there's 500 women in the room, you know how that goes, right? right? You know, come on. I know. know. Yes, I I totally hear you that you have to pace the content in a way that people assimilate. You can't just, you know, just be your brilliant self and just fire hose them. Now, this is coming from me who I fire hose my clients all the time. So (laughs) (laughs) we're all learning, Berlin. We're all learning. I mean, well, but when, there's so when, much. <laughs> there's so much, right? So, so yeah. that's the thing. Like, I love to work. You know, your passion is there, and, and I love your mission and what you and your organization stand for. And and the great news about not working in a corporate environment is, I get to choose the people, the light in the world, to help support them to share their message because that's what my mission is. My yeah. mission is to help build and support leaders to create that change because it's needed. Yeah. And, and I, I love that about you. And I know we met a few years ago and, and I just love your passion to come alongside and really be supportive of the, of, of my mission, of your client's mission. And so I knew that you were the one, I mean, you, you and I both are in this industry and we know that there's other people who do this, but I thought that, you know what, Tracy is the one who I can really trust with all of the details that I would usually take care of because I'm a, I'm a detail person and I do, and I have put on events for my clients. I don't want to deal with that with my own event. And so I needed to trust someone who could handle it at the level that I know I could handle it if I were doing it. And so that's you, Tracy. And so I just want to encourage everyone that if you're going to do this, you need to go with the best. Don't try to go, go with someone who's not done it before. Obviously don't try to go with someone who is scattered. You know, Tracy is so dang organized. She's like me. And so I totally resonate with that. Um, you know, (laughs) she's got, 
she's got okay at this time you have to do this and then you have to do this and we're going to talk to the hotel about this and then we're going to talk to the cruise about this and then you've got to have these things shipped and then you've got you know it's like okay this is perfect now i can relax and focus on everything else that goes into it all of the content that i want to create the experience with and you know all, the experience that i want the the people to have i get to process that and think and then just tell tracy and she'll say okay this is how we're going to make that happen and i love it i love it <laughs> i so you know it's like that's what i'm saying like the perfect collaboration like like i do my part so you can just show up and shine in your brilliance right like the, a lot of leaders came up doing their own events and good for you. Like you got to have somebody in the room for two hours before you can have them in the room for four hours, before you can have them in the room for three days, before you take them on a destination retreat, right? Like there is a process to it. And along the way you learn what you like and what you need and that. And I, I really like to collaborate with leaders based on what works best for them. But there are so many small things that happen in a destination event and retreat above what would normally happen, especially if there's a language barrier. Or, you know, when we work with the cruise lines, we actually, there's a lot of different spatial things and needs and things that we like are working behind the scenes so that the guests don't know anything that's going on, but there's always something going on, right? Right, <laughs> so. like, a, like a duck. You just see the duck floating on top of the water, but underneath, <laughs> right, right, right. I always tell people, like, look, you don't, you don't need to know everything that's going on. I'll take care of it, but just know there is stuff going on. <laughs> right, and I'm so glad that you're gonna, you're coming alongside and handling all of that stuff because heaven knows I'll be, I'll be doing my own behind the scenes, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing too is like a lot of times people think, well, you can just plan it and I'll just go, and it's like. It's like, uh, I really work with clients that understand that full support is necessary because I can't plan something and just walk away. They're still in the moment of any event, especially destination. There's always going to be things that need to be handled. And I don't feel like that is the best um, use of my time and energy because then I'll just be stressed out. You know, I'm sorry, yeah. like it's my event and I'm not there and they're trying to call me from, you know, different time zone or whatever. Hey, da, da, da. it's like, whoo. So I, I've, I've had some experience like that. I don't work like that anymore. I'm always yeah. on site or one of my team is on site. But for larger events and things, especially, I tend to be that person. Yeah. And so because balance and everything is key in my life. I choose very carefully who I work with and I'm so grateful and excited for our upcoming event. That's going to be so awesome. And I just feel like I just really want to support people that, that understand my value because I totally respect and understand theirs. Yeah. Thank you so much. So let's get into a little bit of nitty gritty. So if someone wants to plan, um, let's just say let's let's work from smaller to big so if they want like a two to three day would you even recommend doing a destination at such a small uh like a, just a weekend would you would you do that is that a good thing is that a good idea or not a good idea? well i you know what it's interesting that you say that what i find is it just depends on the leader so if they've done a lot of two-day events like locally then I say move it out and have a different experience. Okay. And what I mean by that is if you've done something within, you know, 50 to hundred mile radius of where you're at, or even in like your same state multiple times, it's time for you to kind of 
shift the energy and the transformation that's possible by taking it to a destination. And so maybe your event is only two days and then, then the clients can actually come before or after and extend into like a real vacation. So what you'll find, though, is if you're only doing a two-day and you're doing a destination, is that you'll want to include in that possibly like a fun day of activity. Or one of the things that I love when people do shorter events in destinations is actually doing some type of a give back or charitable thing. I know you work with Habitat for Humanity. There's always, there's always an option of charity and things in all of these other countries that you go to. So depending on the group leader and what they're trying to create, you can create a day of fun, you can create a day, optional days of, of charity activities, optional days of fun, so that if they want to extend that time and still be in the love bubble, if you will, of the event, <laughs> yeah. that, that that's available. But yeah, you can absolutely do two days. I just think that that they'll your your clients will want more yeah. And so it just depends on what you're trying to create because they're going to want to enjoy that space. They're going to want to enjoy whatever destination, you know, you're talking about planes, trains or automobiles, right, to get somewhere that's a little right. bit farther away. Right. And so you want to allow for them to have that experience and also, you know, have some fun. I mean, that's the biggest difference with these destination events and retreats is that you build in the fun and connection factor in a different way. Okay. So what I'm hearing is that if you really want a two-day content filled, you really need to plan a three-day retreat because you got to have a day of connection and fun and activity and that kind of stuff that's beyond just the content that you want to provide. Is that, am I, is that correct? Yeah, that okay. would be my recommendation yeah. as okay. an expert is you want, want to have at least one day where there's some type of community connection or activity that is going to bring everyone together in a different way. Otherwise, it's the same as doing it anywhere. Okay, perfect. Excellent. So is there a sweet spot like um, this many days of content plus this many days of activity is the sweet spot? Can you go overboard? I mean, is there too much? Yeah. Well, I, I think you can go overboard. Okay. So normally I do a lot of events at sea just because it lends itself to a lot of flexibility and, and fun and basically all the catering's taken care of, yes. all those are taken care of, right? So, right. so you know, because catering can be one of the biggest headaches of an event anywhere. Yep. If you're doing day-long events, you're either providing catering or you're creating options for that and there has to be enough for the group depending on the size. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of different um, medical as well as preferences with regards to foods and what people eat and what they don't. So that's one of the biggest things that I love as well as there's a lot of different entertainment and things that you can you can lead into at no additional cost. So that's great. Every Then there's sea days. So on your sea days, you're at sea. So that's a great day to do content, right? Mm -hmm. And or like one of the nights they always do like a formal night. So sometimes it's great to do some type of store away or you could do your charitable give back then. Or, yeah. you know, people love to be dressed up. It's like, when was the last time you went to prom, right? I um, know. Right? I, and and, and sometimes, sometimes men are just like, I don't want to dress up, but they get into it. They do. And then they look like, I mean, I love it. Like sometimes the guys will go all out and they're like, wear a tux and it's like whoa like how can you even do you know yeah so like i didn't know my man could clean up that well <laughs> i know right it's like 007 can i help huh? you 
So, uh, so anyway, we have a lot of fun with that. And sometimes we do props and other things. One of my clients is so fun. She always does boas on, on formal night. Oh, and like, okay. and like we leave a trail of feathers from one end of the flipping place. And everyone thinks, cause it's a women's group. Oh, is it a sorority? Oh my gosh, you guys are having so much fun. And I'm telling you the pictures are just crazy. So there's a lot of fun options that are already kind of built into the itinerary but what i find if it's a cruise i always recommend seven days because then you have lots of port days so you can let them have free time in port and then they can also um you can do a group activity in port right mm -hmm. and then um you've got several days at sea so you have plenty of time for content fun activities integration and then also free time it's very important on a destination event and retreat the people have free time. Yes. Now, you have an agenda, so if people want that type of thing, there is group options, you know, and you kind of fill in the gaps on some of that, but you also allow them to create some of their own memories as well as with the group. So they look back on this as one of those, you know, the best times of their life. Yeah. That's what you want. Yes, exactly. That's funny. You know, Tracy, when you were talking about the formal night and we are doing, we're doing a really, really cool um, fundraising or a fundraiser for a really cool organization um, and on our formal night. But I have a, I have a really funny story about the formal night because at random, just walking through a store, I saw this dress and I thought, wow, that's a little bit like, like, could I really pull that off? Could I pull off this formal dress? And I put it on, I'm like, I'm doing it. And so then it's like, okay, so where do you wear a formal dress in life? Yeah. Where? Okay, so I tell my hubby, we gotta go on a cruise. <laughs> so, so the joke is, this is my $2,000 dress because it was... <laughs> I had to go on a cruise to wear it. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I, I know it's the truth. It's like you don't really get to dress up. But what's what's nice about a formal night is there's so many other places that people can eat. So if they don't want to be formal, what's happened in the cruise industry is everything is just so flexible anymore. Yeah. People are over like the rigidness of you have to eat at this time and you can only be here and you have to wear this. And so unless you're on some of like the – there are some Uber luxury lines that still have really strong dress codes, but but within everything, and even then it's like country club chic. So there's yeah. not boots and ties and all that required. I mean, you're on dang vacation, but they do give you this option of a formal night. So if you want to get dressed up and kind of, I don't know, I know it's a bad reference for a cruise ship, but the Titanic with all of its gala and, and finery and all that, you, you know, I love that exactly. era where people were very dressed and, and just, there's nothing like a sharp dressed man. I got to tell you, you know, there's <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, and the women, oh my gosh, the women and their dresses. I mean, they, they should go to the Oscars. I mean, they're just exactly. like, exactly. You know, I know it's gorgeous and it's fun. It's just fun. It's so fun. And that, you know what, that brings up a point. Tracy, when you're packing for a cruise and you're bringing all of the stuff that it takes to dress up for formal night, is there anything we need to worry about as far as um, electrical plugs or things that are not allowed on the ship? or things like that? 
Well, every cruise line has different parameters, all right? But most okay. of them will let you bring on like a six pack of soda or water in your carry-on case and everyone gets either a wine or champagne. So every single person going on the ship can bring that, but there's no spirits and you have to be careful with your electrical plugs. I kind of fudge a little bit on that and I try to get away with it because the cabin doesn't have enough plugs with all my stuff. <laughs> Shh, don't say anything. But um, I normally, you know, you want to have one for sure that's a surge protector. Like that's one of the most important things if you're going to bring it on. But they normally won't let you, like you can't iron in your room. Uh, you have to have them iron for you. So there's no iron in your room. You know, you Ooh. have a safe and a refrigerator and all those things are, are pretty much standard. Even in inside cabins, they still have those amenities. But okay. they don't provide an iron. I don't know, maybe that was a huge cause for fire i have no idea but well that's um, really good to know so when you're packing for a cruise don't plan on bringing clothes that need ironing right yes yes okay. and the, and the big way to avoid it's like super wrinkling is i don't know if your clients know this or not but really you just want to roll you want to roll your clothes okay uh, they take a lot less room and they end up being a lot less wrinkled there's some really great like youtube videos <laughs> on how to roll your clothes for optimum you know uh, to fit into the smallest bag as well. You know, not I love that because space, but it makes it less wrinkly. Yeah. And also in your stateroom, there's not a lot of room to put your suitcase and stuff, you know, under the bed, oh. but there's like, you want to pack as, as small, as little as possible because those rooms are small and you want to be flexible enough to have you move around and not have your stuff piled out everywhere. Well, they've kind of made some strides in that, uh, Berlin. A lot of the cruise lines now make the beds so that the suitcases slide underneath them. Okay. So I have two bags and they both go underneath there with ease. Yeah. Okay. But, you're I bringing... mean, like... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you're bringing a lot of the stuff, though. You know, the... I, yes. The... I have materials and things that I have to bring besides that. But, yeah. And, you know, one of the things I love about a cruise, if you're not flying, is that you can bring a as much as you want all you just have to store your suitcases but you know you can put those suitcases inside of a suitcase like those little russian dolls <laughs> oh <laughs> that's a good idea you're right yeah yeah you're so right. if you bring if you bring a set usually one of the suitcases will fit inside and then it should slide under under your uh, bed okay um, and if not again but you know that there's a lot that goes on so if you're flying you know, less is more, right? You want to pack a little bit less, but mm -hmm. you know, if you're going for seven days and stuff, sometimes you want to bring a couple dresses that are formal and then that's going to take a little extra room. And mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, it's, it's up to you. The cruise line does not charge any extra for extra bags. It just is your flights. Okay. But if you do have your formal gowns and they need to be ironed or pressed or, you know, if something gets on them and they need to be cleaned right away, there's a dry cleaning service on the ship, right? Mm hmm Okay. So one of the things that's great is you will have a steward, a cabin steward for you, uh, and all cabins have cabin stewards, and they're usually only assigned to like 15 to 20 cabins. And mm -hmm. so they are they are Johnny on the spot. You have they clean your room every day. You also have turn down service at night, they put little mints, they're all that. But if you need anything, um, you can always ask your cabin steward. And in your in the closet just like in most of the hotels, there's just a little bag that you can check if you want something washed, dried, or ironed, mm -hmm. or dry cleaned. And then you can hand it to Like if you have something that's clean but it needs to be ironed, that's a different cost point than if you have something that actually needs to be dry cleaned. Yeah, okay. So, um, and then there usually is laundry on board. 
So um, oh, you like can also you can use your own laundry, like a yeah. Like... There you can do. There's laundry on board, okay. and in the laundry room they sometimes have uh, ironing boards, depending on the ship. So that's some of the things oh. you can check ahead. Sometimes they'll have a laundry room, and in the laundry room they'll have an iron. Okay. So there's lots of different options. Normally, I just I roll my clothes, and the only thing I ever need, like touched up or ironed, is my dress. And I'm just looking for a dress that that doesn't have to be the case anymore. But right. I have this great gown that I can only wear on a formal night because it's like black. I mean, it is it's it's a gown. Right. Um, and Where so you, you yes. know, sometimes I just bring that and have them iron it so I can wear it occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Although in your with your business, you don't want all of the pictures of all of the cruises with the same dress. So I'm sure that I you know. Could. I swear, I know. I have like three things. It's kind of rotated out. Yeah. Right. So, I know. Right? When you don't I'm, wear them, I'm still trying to find on. a line item for ball gowns on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, that's good. Any right. any other critical information that a, a cruise passenger would need to know or what to expect on a cruise? Well, so boarding the cruise, to get on the cruise for boarding, um, it's a little bit different. So people that haven't cruised don't realize you really need to check in online and you have to print your boarding passes. And, and uh, not, you print a boarding pass and then you print your luggage tags. And the reason why you do that is because when you get to the pier, there's all these porters everywhere. And when you get out of the car, they'll take your bags right there. Now, if you have a carry-on, which I recommend, if someone has any type of medication, or let's just say you're in a warm environment, they guarantee the bags will be in your room by 8 o'clock at night. But sometimes you might get on board and want to go to the pool. So you can bring a small carry-on, just mm -hmm. as if you would anywhere else. And, and with that, then, you know, just have a few items. But they'll take anything you're checking to your cabin right there, like when you get out of the car at the pier. Then mm -hmm. when you enter, like, the the pier and the port, you'll go in, you'll have to like show your, your passport as you enter. Then you go up and you go through a metal detector, just like as if you were going through the airport. So there's a security checkpoint. Now, recently, because of some different um, health things, they've added additional checkpoints. Mm -hmm. And then you go in and you walk, you wait in another line and that's where you check in with like the cruise line. Mm -hmm. And at the cruise line check-in, then they'll give you your, your key card, which is basically everything you need for your entire cruise. It has all your information. It gets you in and out of your stateroom. You pay for anything on board with that. Mm -hmm. And so then you get on the ship and everyone normally has to be on the ship depending on departure time between like three and five, mm -hmm. um, three o'clock being normally the latest, mm -hmm. but, but each cruise is different. So you'll know that time. And then within an hour before departure, they have what they call muster, like mustard, yeah. but it's muster. Right. And I don't Mustering. know where yep. comes from. I should like look that up. But um, anyway, the muster is basically, it's a, it's a safety drill. Yeah. And it is mandatory and they check you out by your key card. So um, on the back of your stateroom door, it tells you which muster station you're in, as well as on your key card, mm -hmm. it tells you what muster station you're in. So when they announce it overhead and you go do that and then you're done for the journey. But people that have never been on a cruise before don't understand what muster is and they don't realize that that's going to happen like shortly after you get on board. And so. I think it's so exciting. I, I just love, oh, muster time. Yay. Because <laughs> it's just like, 
it's just like, wow, this is something you never do in your regular life. And just to, you know, to let people know you, you're assigned based on where your cabin is, you're assigned to go out onto the, the main decks that have the tendering boats hanging on them, the, the, like the lifeboat things. And you go out there and you get in little lines standing one behind each other and you're putting on your little life preserver. Some ships do, some ships don't. And, and you literally are preparing to, you, you get the drill of how to, what's going to happen when they take that lifeboat down and get out. It's like, this is just so cool. It, I mean, heaven forbid it, you ever, ever have an emergency where you would need it, but <laughs> it's just like, you know, okay, we're doing something different in life right now, you know? Right, so there's right. a lot of pictures being taken and, and believe me, it is absolutely mandatory. My sister and her, um, her friend who were in their staterooms were like exhausted from the trip and they were in their robes and they thought that they could sit it out. But no, the little, the little steward comes around and makes sure everyone's out of their cabin and at their muster station. So they ended up at muster in their robes. <laughs> But you're on a cruise, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, right, right. And, and sometimes, sometimes on some ships, they don't have you go outside to the thing. Sometimes they have you go into like the theaters, and then, oh. then it's funny because they do all these songs as riffs from the old um, love boat theme, like love, you know. Oh well, we we had yeah. I guess I have been on some that did did that too. But I thought that that was in addition to going to where your lifeboat is. There, they'll, it, yeah. here's the thing is yeah. every, ship, every, sh every ship, not just every brand. So what's interesting is oh. people don't really understand it. Just like with everything else in life, you know, there's different tiers. So in cruising, there's actually four different tiers. So in the contemporary brands where you've got 6,000 people on board and it's a very large cruise ship, anywhere from four to six, um, you know, they have different price points as well as they have different specifics that they do. And then you have your premium brands, you've got your deluxe and you've got your luxury brands. So all of them perform their musters in different ways, but I they give see. you very clear directions when you get on board with your, in your cabin person will help you. And they'll always behind your cabin door. There's all kinds of safety information. And that always tells you exactly what to do for muster as well. But every ship does muster no matter what size it is right. because everyone needs to know for their safety in case of emergency. Right. And we all pray that nothing ever happens, but this is an emergency. Everyone needs to know. And yeah, exactly what you're saying is sometimes people are like, I'm not going, they're not going to know. It's like, no, they scan your key card. And then, and then what's really bad is like, after muster, it's like, if you didn't go, they're like announcing your name and so-and-so. And you're like, ooh. Oh, I didn't know that part. <laughs> Call to the principal's office. Like, huh? You can't get out of it. No, you have to be safe. You yeah. <laughs> but I think it's fun to go. So, so it's I all think cool. It's fun too. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love going. And also one of my favorite things to do on this ship. Well, I love all the broad. Broadway plays, you know, they're, oh my gosh. Yes. Right absolutely. I mean, it's like, it's like the plays are amazing. Um, yep. And then I also love, they have a lot of them have the movies on deck. Right. And so at night you can go up and watch a movie on the deck and especially right. like around the pool and the Caribbean, you know, it's nice and warm and balmy. So at night you just yep. go out and you're sitting under the stars and you're watching a lot of times they have popcorn. You're like, woo, I'm at the movies. Yes. <laughs> I know it's just such an experience that if you've never been on a cruise, 
let me tell you, you're never going to want to stop cruising once you go. <laughs> it's so oh, cool. yeah. People, they're like cruisers for life. I mean, there's, exactly. there's a cruise everywhere. There's a cruise everywhere in the world, you know, from very small ships, you know, river cruising. I was on a beautiful river cruise last year out of Switzerland and then through Germany and France. And we ended in Amsterdam. And, wow. and I just had some surreal moments for myself where, like, there was one of my favorites was we were in uh, Kerndedijk which is right outside of Amsterdam where they have all of the windmills. And oh. so I took a barge down the, down the canal mm -hmm. with windmills on the left and windmills on the right. And it was just like, oh my gosh, I, I was really almost having an out of body. I'm like, what? This is <laughs> right? crazy, right? Yeah. Oh. So that's, those are the kinds of things that I love about travel. It's just, it's like you hear about things, but then when you're actually and, there. And on a cruise, it's like you wake up in a new country in the morning. Like, oh, new experience, new culture, new, you know, it's like, oh, this is so cool because someone else is driving, someone else is taking care of all, all oh, of the yes. meals. Someone, I, oh, it's like, yeah. I recommend, I absolutely. So, um, when I was on the cruise last year in, in Europe, you know, I've been to Europe many times and, you know, recently some of the European countries are, are really cutting back and allowing people to roll their bags down the streets because it's breaking the cobblestones. Oh. And so, you know, you're schlepping your bag every day in and out of a hotel, which some of them have elevators and some of them don't, yep. depending on where you're staying. But, and it's beautiful, don't get me wrong, it's one type of travel, but I gotta tell you, getting, you know, putting my, stuff on board the ship we were on the ship for 10 days uh you know and only packing time and waking up day was glorious it is and uh all you know in, in the olden days too you know um they really they built all the castles and the fortresses on the water because that's where people would defend when there was any type of wars uh -huh. and so a lot of that is happening you know right there and and you know the cruise lines they always take you to the heart of the cities because they know that's where people want to go and it's actually it's helped a lot with regards to other countries having revenue right like a lot of these countries like they when the cruise lines come in it brings a lot of business and yes there's a lot of people but there's also a lot of business and industry that happens because of it right right exactly yeah. And, and, uh, you know, that's one of the things with, with my mission and spirit centered business is you go to the ports and the, the ritzy luxurious, you know, travel destination side of the Island when you're on the ship, but on the other side of the Island, there may be people in poverty and there may be desperate, desperate need. And so I really want to be able to get to the point where I can have like a VIP, just my, my high end clients. We go on a cruise and we actually get off on one of these, in one of these places and we stay the week and we work on the other side of the Island and we give back, we build and my, my dream, you know, build, um, houses and dig wells for the people that are there. And then we'll just catch the ship the next week and get back and go back and finish the cruise. You know, um, I, I just, it's one of the, the, my uh, bucket list things, you know, the, the, the dream that I have to be able to support the, the people on these islands. And yes, the cruise industry absolutely 
pours money into that economy and sometimes it's the only thing tourism is the only thing that those these islands or these cities or ports have and so i think it's really important to um, support that but also one of the missions of of my personal mission is to shift culture and so i just believe that with the the ship we can shift culture on the ship you know we can bring more joy more hope more purpose more destiny to everyone on the ship the staff and everyone else traveling and then we can also shift the culture in the ports you know we can just be be love and light and joy and hap happiness and hope and and everything to the people in the ports and I, that, that's just like that's a bigger picture of why we're really there yes it's really fun to play and have fun but but really why are you here in life if you're not going to uplift and shift from from dark to light you know yeah absolutely i mean i, yeah. I think there is so much more beyond and there's real connection that happens mm -hmm. in those moments everywhere that you go and there's so many amazing cultures and people in the world all over and yes there is a level of poverty in so many opportunities to help support and grow and do those things it's a beautiful mission and yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, thank you. Well, I, I'm so I, glad that you're going to be doing it with me. Um, one of the things that I was thinking of when, when we were talking about getting on the ship, let's just quick go through um, on, on my cruise, which is uh, September this year in two, 2020. If you're watching this video later, it'll be, it'll be a different date. But this year in 2020, we're doing September 12th through the 20th. It's in the Caribbean and we're sailing out of Miami. So on the 12th, we have to be on board. Um, I think it's by three o'clock or something like that. So what we're going to do is whole, we're going to do a kickoff brunch in the hotel at about uh, 1030 or 11 AM and get everybody's orientation done. Let them understand what's going to happen for during the cruise and during the retreat and, and, you know, get to introduce, uh, Lindy strong is my, uh, my partner in this adventure. And then Tracy, of course, is our cruise concierge. So you'll get to meet her and Lindy and myself. And we are going to then have uh, a shuttle take us from the hotel to the cruise. So when Tracy was saying earlier that, that you will need to print out your boarding passes and bags like that, we're gonna make sure that everybody has everything they need when they're getting on the shuttle from the hotel to get over to the port. Because as soon as we land at the port on the, with those shuttles, yeah, the, the people are coming, you're, you're getting to your stateroom, you're doing all of the stuff and it gets a little bit chaotic and we want to make sure everybody is prepared and knows what they're doing and no one feels stressed or overwhelmed. It's just like, it's just a little bit more busy right now. That's all, right? <laughs> right, right. And, and I think, you know, sometimes the fear of the unknown, right? So my yeah. job is to really help people to be fearless and just relax and know that we got you. And no one is not going to get on the ship and everything will be good. And I, I love that we're doing kind of the welcome brunch that morning. So people know who we are, we can get oriented and we just go to the, you know, to the cruise line. It'll be very smooth and easy. And, right. and that's the truth is, you know, the, the ports really have it set up. It's pretty quick and easy. Right. Right. So when you're, when you're traveling alone, you know, you have to deal with figuring out where you're going to put your car 
you're gonna have to, you know, you're just going alone. But when you, we've got Tracy as our concierge and we're all going as a team, we're going together, we're gonna be handled and taken care of and, and everything will be coordinated. And so, you know, it'll be really just easy, super simple and just new and different and exciting. <laughs> Oh, and it's going to be so great. The itinerary is amazing. I'm super excited. So Yeah, with an uh, eight-day cruise, we get three sea days. So it, it'll it'll be great. And four ports. Usually you don't get four. So it's kind of, it's really cool. We're going to have three ports are going to be on their own. They can do whatever they want. And then one port will be their, our, our activity that we have yet to decide on. But it'll be really it's so hard to decide. There's so many options that are amazing. So. I know, I know, I know. We have to do that soon, though. So, if people are wanting to plan a destination retreat or a cruise, what are the what are the timings of that? Like, if they're doing a, a short, shorter one um, in a destination, or if they're doing a longer one on a cruise, give us some of the ins and outs of how to plan and how to hire you. Well. <clears throat> I, I really recommend that people look at doing something 12 months out that's destination focused okay. because you have a lot of additional elements with regards to flights and also to get the best pricing, especially for cruising, 12 months is a sweet spot. Now, that doesn't mean you have to launch it at 12 months, but you should begin the conversation and make some decisions with regards to destination and if you want to do a land or a sea event. Now, what happens is with hotels, it's the same as anywhere in the world. If you're going to be doing a group event, you're, they're going to require some deposits up front. So one of the reasons why I do a lot of cruising events is because the deposit requirements are so much lower and there is no penalty phase until about 90 days before the cruise. Oh, so with hotels, that. I know. So with hotels, you know, you've got to make some guesstimates with regards to attendees that you could be liable for with regards to financial, um, you know, for catering or room block or any of that. And so we want to look at it and then, and then look at their, you know, availability and kind of what's happening in that destination. Uh, the great news is that I have contacts like all over the world. I work with some of the, the top destination management companies as well as vendors and suppliers to make sure number one, that we get the best pricing. Okay. So we will not be beat. And number two, that we get the best value. So sometimes the best pricing is for the best value is more than maybe what you're seeing. However, some of the perks and the locations and things that you're going to receive as well as safety in a destination mm -hmm. is really, really important. Mm -hmm. And so you want to look at all of those things. And that's my job. My job is to make sure that everything's vetted, that there's, it's secure, that we know we're going in, that we're going to be taken care of, that there's no bait and switch with regards to, you know, the venue or any of those types of things. Mm -hmm. And then we also want to look at, you know, what type of, what type of program you want to create. And then we start looking at, you know, spatial needs and that type of stuff. So really just even an open conversation, which, you know, people can contact me and we can just have the original conversation. Like, you know, and a lot of those questions come up with, so what, how, where are you at in your business? It's really like, what have you done? What is your dream? What is your vision? Mm -hmm. you know, if I could make, if I could wave a magic wand and you could go anywhere in the world for your next event or retreat, where would you go? Yeah. Because that's really what it's about. It's about possibilities. 
Right, right, exactly. And then, you know, also we have to think about where our clients are as far as um, what are, where do, are they located, but also what are their demographic and um, psychographic, like w would they be opposed to going to some places or would the flight to get to the cruise just be too expensive, you know, those kinds of things. So there's a lot of different factors that will factor in because I might want to go to some place, but I know that all of my clients are going to be coming from the opposite side of the world and so, you know, or whatever. Yeah, and, and I think, and I totally get that. So sometimes I just tell them, well, if you, if you have a destination that's maybe not for your entire community, it could be a place where you go for team building. Because oh, as a yeah. you can do team building with your staff anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just your VIPs, you know, or or, or whatever it is. Sometimes, your, yeah. um, you know, when you go somewhere that you're thinking maybe your clients wouldn't like, and you have that experience, and you're sharing it, you know, in your on your social media or in your marketing and that kind of things, it sparks interest to where it opens up the possibilities. Like right. if you go. If you go, others will maybe go, right? right? Like your community trusts you. So if you're having this great experience somewhere that maybe they hadn't thought about, all of a sudden it becomes their possibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, that's a good um, point. Very good. But yeah, no, I always, we always look at that. Like I, you know, there are some, some people that want to stay closer, some people that want to go, you know, abroad. It also depends on the size of your group, right? Like, you know, yeah. how big is the group that you want to take? So yep. there's different, there's different points of, of clarification before we even begin looking for the venues. Okay. So one of the things that I think is important and that I've witnessed and experienced along the way with regards to leaders and destination events and retreats is that in traditional venues, really the, the return and the insta yes with regards to clients really leaning into programs and packages is 22 to 27%. Whereas when you're on a destination event and retreat, because of that different transformational experience and linking your content to fun and memories, it's literally 60 to 70%. So that alone with regards to growing your business and your community is such a key reason to consider doing a destination event or retreat. Love that. That's important. And it's a good business strategy too. So awesome. Thank you. Very good. Any other um, cruise tips that you want to give either for the people who are putting on the events or for the people who are attending? <laughs> There's so much. Okay. So um, <laughs> cruise tips. Um, I always like to make sure that we are creating a, an event for your community. So meaning we do look at all of those specifics. You were talking about psychographics and, and all of those things because, because you want to make sure that this event is going to be able to deliver the content and the messaging and that, and that transformation. And so you have to really look to your audience and like, what is, what are their needs? Mm -hmm. and then build your event around that. And so on a cruise ship, you know, you can create all types of activities on board. You can do things in on the shore, but the, the sooner you begin to look at that, that's why I'm saying like the 12, 12 months is really a, it's a, it's such a sweet spot because you have so much time and believe me, it goes by in a blink. 
like from the day you begin until you're on the cruise, you're like, whoa, how'd it get here, right? right. But it just it gives you the time to put all of your your marketing together to find the right destination to create these unique, you know, customized group events. You know, we work with a lot of different vendors and things. So um, that would be like my biggest tip is like don't be afraid to lean in and and create that possibility sooner than later. Because if you wait, then the ships only allow so much group space because they only have so many different venues. So you could maybe get take a cruise on that cruise, but maybe not take your group. Oh, so okay. if you have 12 months, then you get priority standing. You make sure that you have the space need that you want and the amenities and everything that are necessary to really create that experience. All right, very good. Thank you so much. And how can people get hold of you? So they can reach me directly um, at nine one six. My oh. website is uh, bliss bliss because I'm living my bliss. So my business is live your bliss travel and events because I wanted to follow my bliss in this chapter Love in my that. life. And so they can find uh, they can send uh, information on bliss travel and events.com. That's my website. It showcases lots of things that we do, and there's an interest. Uh, page at the end they can submit that also my phone number is listed on the website they can text or call me anytime okay so bliss travel and events.com mm -hmm. okay tracy buckley live your bliss travel i love that <laughs> <laughs> excellent and your phone number is on there to get a hold of you Excuse me. Yeah, and, absolutely. And the people who are ordering or are who, who are getting on my cruise are going to be calling you directly so that you can work with them on the, um, if they need to make payments or which cabin they want and all of that kind of stuff, right? Absolutely, yes. Yep. I work individually with all the attendees to make sure that their needs are met. Mm -hmm. And so they can call me directly or text me at 916 595 2046 and I know that information is on your site as well as on blisstravelandevents.com so either yep. way they can get okay excellent and yeah if you go to uh, spiritcenterbusiness.com there's a cruise button right there and I would love to have you join us and I'm going to be doing another show with Lindy Strong who is my partner and we're going to be talking about the content that we're going to be providing but I just wanted to bring Tracy on to talk about her expertise and that you are in amazingly good hands coming on this cruise <laughs> and she can do this for you too in your business you know all right. Thank you so much again, Tracy. I appreciate your time and being able to share your expertise with our peeps. And until next time, stay spirit-centered. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Spirit-centered business, spiritual principles, and business principles combined. If you're ready to align your destiny and discover the destiny of your business, join us. We are entrepreneurs, leaders, and business professionals who take the power of the spirit realm in our business seriously. We go beyond just consuming information. We participate, activate, and engage the supernatural with unbelievable results. If you want to gather with like-minded business professionals to activate spiritual principles and mastermind creative solutions to business challenges, Spirit Centered Business is your tribe. Go to spiritcenteredbusiness.com to become a member today. Thank you for listening to Spirit Centered Business with Berlin Newby. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. 
The next age of doing business by being spirit-centered is coming together in collaboration, working with spiritual principles and knowing our destiny. Join our tribe at spiritcenteredbusiness.com and we'll catch you on the next broadcast. Peace out.